0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Answered podcast. My name is Pavel Buża and I'm a Senior Communication Manager here at CD Projekt And I'm, as always, joined by...
1: Sebastian Kalemba. I'm Game Director of Polaris Game. And today we are jumping into the world of business development. And we have two awesome guests. We have Jan Rosner, who is the VP of Business. And we also have... Bartosz Tibor, who is our Comic and Animation Narrative Director. It's going to be a packed episode. Let's jump straight into it.
0: Alright guys, welcome to the studio. Today we're doing things a little bit differently because we're talking about business development and previously we're focusing on game development and now it's business development so it's something different. But before we get into like all of this, we want to kind of know how does it feel to bring dreams and fantasies to life because... For those that don't know, maybe like Bizdev pretty much made the chairs that we're sitting on, so <laughs> it wouldn't be possible without
2: you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, um, well, it feels good. I will start with that. Of course, uh, you know we are quite picky about stuff we're doing. You know, we want to make sure that our, you know, Witcher and Cyberpunk fans will, will love the stuff that we're doing. So, but yeah, it feels it feels good in general, especially at the, the moment. You see people's reactions to those to, the, to those products and to those collaborations. So we're happy all
1: together. But uh, w- really what I love the most when I think about you guys is that it seems that you are like kind of limitless. Of course, the, our titles, right? Is that, that gives and brings our fr- the framing to the entire, let's say, business and creative part of it. But you have more freedom. And how do you see it? How, how do you collab? How do you see this collaboration with artists and, and, and around the titles and around our, our IPs? I mean, if I, I don't know if we
3: are like that limitless, right? I, mm-hmm. You said the the, the limit is, is uh, both IPs mm-hmm. and uh, the good thing is that The Witcher and Cyberpunk are like very broad in terms of the things you can do. But then we have like a lot of things that we need to remember about mm-hmm. to be consistent yes. with the IP. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the the, the most important thing yes. and I think that we as cdpr are doing good stuff
2: we are and then i think the, sh- the 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 simplest rule of thumb is that things just have to click and feel good uh on the on the, on the other hand there were countless things we said no to yeah. and we just said that no this will this will never fly uh but all of that to make sure that things we are actually doing will like you know meet a certain bar of quality we set for ourselves and we've been you know um uh, we are expected to deliver to 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 our fans Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you said limitless,
3: and, and yes, we are a bit limitless because, for example, we want to do business with a car company, and we can do it, and that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. and then like devs can write <clears throat> cool car, <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, yeah, I like Johnny <laughs> jo-
0: jo- Johnny Silverhands Porsche, for example, oh, yeah. it's, a, yes. it's an interesting collaboration that, that we did.
3: Um, but Busha, we didn't do any like bicycles so that's that's that's, that's true that's,
0: that's true yeah. That, yeah, maybe that, happening so anyway. should, <laughs> like, no. okay
3: Geralt on, on, on a on bicycle? bicycle we should yeah. have
0: a bicycle
1: called roach yeah
0: yeah but there you said that it's it's limit i feel like it is limitless to an extent that you're you're kind of expanding the franchise for example like i'm wearing a t-shirt which is witcher ronin like you would normally when you think of Geralt, you think of him how he was created banjo sapkoski or how he was framed in the games but you won't see him as a samurai, right? This is something new. But like you said, some of these things just instantly click. So is there a point where you're thinking about doing something and it's like, okay, this works, but on the other hand, if he was, I don't know, pirate
2: ninja, that would kind of not work, right? I think to some extent um, it always is like in your stomach and in your Mm -hmm. your guts, whether, whether, whether the things will fly or not. You mentioned Porsche. And I think that's a, that's a very yeah. good example. The the, the uh, nine thirty. Um, basically, uh, of course, we could have you know used maybe not any other, but a lot of other cars uh, for, for this purpose. But then we just you know started talking with them and then Astros is. Would it fly in cyberpunk universe if Johnny Silverhand had a hundred-year-old car, and that car would be Porsche 911? And we're like, yeah, of course it would. <laughs> so, so those things, those kind of you know conversations we have in the corridors, um, like I think, bring us often to serious business conversations and and how um, how we do collaborations in, in general.
3: But also, we are always thinking about the core values of, of of the ip we are working mm-hmm. with look at Edgerunners. it's an anime and i think that it works very well with with cyberpunk genre and right now everyone is doing anime, tv shows like all the ips yeah and i think that with some ips it just don't like it it doesn't work it doesn't click because uh, mm-hmm. you don't have this connection the, the core of ip is not connected with anime genre or or, or anything else. So I think that's very often a problem for for different IPs and we are trying to think about our core values.
1: I mean, maybe not our core values, but core values of both IPs. And I would like to follow on that because it's super interesting in my opinion. People would love it to hear a little bit about, let's say, the process that of you, let's say, narrowing down the key principles, because as for example, Yannick said about uh, 9-11 mm-hmm. and Porsche and Johnny and, you know, it's simply for me, like, it clicked so well mm-hmm. because it literally comes from the personality of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes. And and for example, runners Like, you know, we actually, the cyberpunk is pretty, you know, of course it's a noir game, but with realistic characters. Mm -hmm. Like, the technology is very grounded. We have all the answers behind us. It's not magic, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That's the process that we always follow, right? And then there are some principles that come simply from anime as a genre. And I'm, like, thinking about, okay, so... What's the process? How, how do you guys think about narrowing down the key principles to make sure that those things are coherent? You know what I mean? Like, because it is coherent, but, but you play with genre. It's not realistic at all because anime sets the bar in a different space, but it clicks. And, you know, all the awards and, you know, the people love the show and you can smell Night City there, but it's different. Mm-hmm. But the same. You know what I mean? And that's... Yeah, I mean, uh, I will start with the witcher cuz uh with the witcher it was for me
3: it was very easy cuz uh uh when we are doing something narrative with the witcher it's always about uh i think two important things first is it's, it's uh, uh i would say postmodern approach to to fantasy and the second thing is uh ambiguity and uh not easy moral choices mm-hmm. that's what the Witcher is, and yeah. always when we are creating something derivative, we are always thinking about like those two or 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 three core values with cyberpunk there are like different values there are themes like you know transhumanism uh like cyberware etc et etc cetera, et cetera, and we like took all this to uh to ad runners but what was i think the most important thing about why Edrunners clicked was uh, the history of cyberpunk genre yeah. mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. that we 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 have this base of of ghost in the shell and of other like many other anime tv shows and movies so we knew that that it will work well cuz for japanese people and for people from united states it's um it's like perfectly connected mm-hmm. anime with cyberpunk so i think that was that was the the first thing uh and the rest is i think the amazing work of uh biz dev and and dev because you know we were working for three years all of us mm-hmm. know that uh, for Edrunners runners to resemble very well night city like yeah. the city looks like the the one from the game yeah. and it also looks like like triggers uh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah so so that's hard to achieve but
2: but we managed, so I think that's. Yeah, I will also add that for me personally, the the most important uh, rule of thumb is that whatever we do, whether that's anime, board game, comic book, it just has to feel organic uh, mm-hmm. to, to the to the world we're we're sort of operating in. board I think, very very precisely described what Witcher is all about, and I'm pretty much agreed. It's it's all about gray areas sometimes, mm-hmm. and that, that that that's not yeah. nothing's black and white. With cyberpunk, to me, is um, there? It's it's sometimes, for example. What if we take the social phenomena we know today and just extrapolate them times 100? and then so that's that's something I very often see in night city. but in the end it's also about the relatable histories of uh, being being told in those in those uh, universes. So the moment, for example, we uh, would step outside this zone where something is organic, this is I think the the, the cutoff uh, the cutoff sort of border where we would simply would say we're not doing it. Um and this is to me very often the basis where we decline stuff or just simply decide to to not do either like products, collaborations, you name it. So, so you know, for for example with with Edrunners, I remember us talking to, to Trigger,
3: because Trigger wanted to for for David or Edrunners to to win in the end. Uh <laughs> not in this to, universe. to, destroy, to destroy, Arasak, yeah. destroy Militech, like everyone like yeah. Night City is now ruled by, by David. And we knew that's like that won't click. Because mm-hmm. for not only for cyberpunk as a genre, but I think for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, this dystopian th- endings and uh like th- the rule that you can have a happy ending, but you will never win with yeah. the mm-hmm. world. That's that's one of
1: the most important things. Which is also very coherent because yeah. you know we established it almost very be- at the very beginning that yeah. mm-hmm. that the, the city is the main antagonist and then uh, you should feel almost like a cog in the corporate machine and yes. this is what i love actually in the genres that from the from the get go you get that you get that that like, let's say consistent um, character that is he's like david was an underdog like kind of no one almost but with a dream you know mm-hmm. and i like all with a drive mm-hmm. to to push things forward which is actually very coherent with cp and Uh, I mean, the game, uh, no matter what path you're going to follow, but this Mm -hmm. is it. The endings are exactly like no.
0: You don't yeah. feel like you, yeah. you got the good or bad or you, you kind of, you see also when people are talking about the endings that they kind of try to interpret which one is the good one, which one's the bad one, which one is the, and they have like long discussions about it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you never know. But I really like that there is like this key recipe, let's say, for both uh, The Witcher and Cyberpunk and you're just either adding mm-hmm. stuff, but you're also keeping that core there and i feel like also relatable characters are something that cyberpunk has while witcher always has this gray area like mm-hmm. you know you're you choosing there is you don't feel like the outcome is 100 percent like also also good and and what happens but maybe it is but um yeah totally totally different but something that is kind of core and the same in both of these universes yeah
3: you know? yeah. yeah yeah we we just like as as Polish company, we like, we, we, we like sad things, <laughs> <laughs> bad endings, that's us. Yeah. I think there are also things that make you reflect a
0: little bit more than you would normally, because like you said, like there, you know, we most of the time we're expecting a happy ending, everything to go well, you know, the hero wins, um, nobody, you know, gets lost in the process, or even if they do, it's kind of like one of those sadder moments, but then it's followed up by something positive. Here it's kind of just like, but it, but it's... Sad in the sense that it gives you a lot of place for like personal reflection and also gets you like thinking. Because I remember when we talked after I watched Edge Runners that you know it had me thinking about what happened in the end for to a point where I had to go outside and think about it and digest it, and then kept on thinking about it for the next couple of days. And I was like, anything could have happened, but I do not see a win here. Like for for David and for the rest of of the crew, of of course. Not everybody is, you know, out. If you haven't watched it, I mean, I recommend. Out, I like out, out of the room. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, there is some positive things that happen here. Some characters that you're rooting for, they do well. But the character, the main character, the main protagonist, kind of his story. Well, you, you, you get to a point where you're rooting for him. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. looks like it's going well. And then it goes downhill from there. Without spoiling too so much, stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but probably this is the why people that really mm, that really get into this relationship because it feels like feels real, feels real. You know, yeah. life is not like you know yeah. just. And I think that's peaceful. that's that's
3: <laughs> also the the uh, the core that we are trying to keep, like the that everything is relatable, mm-hmm. like because mm-hmm. even in. Like we have The Witcher, so fantasy. We have Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which is cyberpunk science fiction. But we are telling like real life yeah. stories that you can understand as a person living right now. And that's what I yeah. loved about Andrzej Sapkovsky's novels that mm-hmm. that they were always about themes and yeah. topics and and people that we're living right now. And who's yeah. the real monsters? So. And who? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah so, exactly. So I think. We are trying to, to keep it with everything that, that we are doing. Mm-hmm. Are there
0: things that you feel like you have, you come to like an ideation process or you get a pitch from a third party and then you see it and you think about it and you think at the beginning, oh, this is a cool idea. But then later on you start working on it, and you're kind of like, oh, does it really fit? Mm-hmm. Or Or is it something I mean, that is now like, you know, muscle memory, you know, like, no, this won't work, but this
2: will work. <laughs> I think... Music is a good example yeah. uh, to some extent because uh, we've spent a tremendous amount of time um, building what is today Night City's radio stations and music. Yeah, yeah. In 2077, at first, we just sort of try and try to envision what music would actually be look like uh, or sound like in, in uh, 50 years from now. And then a lot of those songs which we were uh, which we heard for the first time never made it to, to the radio because they just. Never felt sort of organic to the to the world. Uh, so so yeah, there were a lot of hits and misses there. But in general, I think we're happy with the end results. Yeah, we are very happy. But mm-hmm. but you said that we are getting a pitch
3: from a mm-hmm. from a different company. I think that's the that's also a bit of our rule that we are not taking pitches. We are just okay. looking around, and yeah, and good. we I, I think we are doing great research, uh, and we are just. We are the ones that are approaching the to company. other companies or yeah. artists, yeah. or th- and because we know that okay, this guy is great and he will click mm-hmm. with with uh, with our IPs. So I think
1: that's our our the, the thing. So it's like a mindful choice, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. I remember often. this Cautious, is the way yeah. this is the way how we actually picked uh, jewels, so yep. Remember, yeah, so great. we felt that it really feels that they're gonna contribute to Night City. Perfectly, like you know, they would like, you know, just watch their clips, listen to their music. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's so much rebellious, I would say. It it fits uh, Night City so well that it it clicked just just like that. So I'm super happy with this collaboration. It was like dream come true. Yes, Run the Jewels was Uh, was awesome. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) totally, totally. But regarding artists, right? Because um, uh, I remember I've I've read uh, Stibor your first Witcher comic book, and I remember that for the first time, I, you probably remember maybe, but I, I, I was actually doing, on a vacation and I, I, I approached you. I was so amazed by the way you actually introduced Geralt uh, into comic your way. Uh, it was simple, but it was so much Sapkowski. And I, I, I am not saying that you followed uh, some Sapkowski's principles, but you actually, what you said before, you understood the world and the framing so well that that it clicked, and so far it's still my b- best comic in the in the Witcher. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's amazing, but you know there's there's more than writing. Of course, writing is almost everything there, like regarding the story and the conflict stakes and all that. And you you have to it ha- it needs to click. But then there's this moment that you have to think about the artist, right? Because it actually is a catalyst, also, mm-hmm. right? The art, uh, the way that the art actually. Needs to be conveying and compelling and and how do you pick like you have your favorite artist or you know that okay when regarding this story oh this those style of top three guys <laughs> there's what you name it be best i think
3: i have two ways of approaching artists and and picking them uh like with fading memories the the my first the witcher book uh, by the way i was like for for Almost two years, I was uh, playing Wild Hunt and reading uh, Sapkowski's novels to to nail the 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 core of of the Witcher of of, of Geralt. I think that's 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 why uh, you liked it, or I hope you liked it. So 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 with this Fading Memories miniseries, I knew that I want dirty medieval stuff. So I was just looking for artists that are. That, dirty, that, that, that dirty and medieval right <laughs> <clears throat> so so uh that's like the first way of of searching for an artist I have an idea uh i I have some visuals in my head and and I'm just searching a perfect artist but for example with the second one which is lament uh I saw works by Vanessa del Rey and I thought okay there's not many woman stories in in fantasy so maybe I will Tell a story about toxic masculinity in the Witcher mm-hmm. and i th- and, and and like her works inspired me, mm-hmm. so I thought she would be perfect and and she was perfect for this particular story mm-hmm. and and like the last one, uh, the Ballad of Two Wolves, mm-hmm. I knew that okay now I'm I will play with with fairy tales, like yeah. Sapkowski mm-hmm. did, yeah, so it should be fairy tale-ish. and then like Mickey Montlaw... Very cartoonish, very fairy taleish. I I knew that he'll
1: be perfect. So the uh, first frame there's dandelion. So it actually yeah. Yeah. so <laughs> it, it sets the whole thing. It sets right? the whole thing like so. It's perfect, pig, right? So
3: so so that's that's uh, that's how it is. And with cyberpunk, it's I would say it's maybe a bit easier because the city we created and the visuals we created are so like distinct that that it's easy to. Uh, to show all the reference to artists, and and you just need to find an artist that that is, I would say, detail in mm-hmm. drawing, mm-hmm. so he can like he or she can recreate the nice CD. But we also, I think, what's what's a lot of fun that we as bizdev we like to experiment a lot. That's why, like the new cyberpunk comic book uh, called Exo Exo, made with with yeah. Jakub Rebelka, yeah. and it's just playing crazy so yeah um but but again the colors the cd the cyberware it fits because it needs to fit it
1: needs to it seems to be consistent yeah but you know like uh, i i love jakub's rebel card and and generally when i've seen few first frames it also clicked because i felt that my god man it's like watching uh it's it's like i don't know like uh some kind of a movie that you have this psychedelic trips or whatever, and it it fits the city, you know, because as soon as you get to know, let's say, Maelstrom or all these other gangsters that are, you know, feeding themselves with some kind of a strange juice, you know, you, 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 you feel it in this frame and it's twisted. So it's like, oh my God, it's, a, it's the same city, but different lands. Yeah. You know what I mean? and it's, But still fits. Uh, so... I like that it also inspires you, like, you know, art and, and, and the writing
0: that you do, like all these things go hand in hand, like you get inspiration from, you know, the visuals and, and probably also the person that, you know, is creating those visuals, they get inspired by what you write. So it's like a, it's a beautiful collaboration between the two, which makes, bring something, you know, unique to life, but something that is, like you said, grounded in the universe um, when it comes to Witcher or
1: Cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering, like, uh, how much freedom do you leave those artists? You're gonna pick, like, are you preparing some, let's say, storyboards, uh, and and you let's say, mm, like, mm, like establishing shots, uh, or you're like more briefing, and then and then you let uh, the artist be a bit more free regarding the composition and stuff. They are my prisoners, and I'm locking them yeah. in the basement. <laughs> and, and <laughs> That's my way of doing business. Them,
2: I'm bringing them food. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is what
1: you do for The Witcher, right? Yeah. Because of medieval. <laughs> because of medieval. Right. No, no and I they like, like it. <laughs> <laughs> of
0: course. Uh,
3: I think I'm writing detailed scripts. I'm doing storyboards, but for myself to just see what what fits on the page. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, like newcomers, are writing scripts with I don't know. Twelve panels yeah. a page, and that's that's too much. So it's it's very good to to do a storyboard yourself because then you you can see yeah. what can like really fit on the page. Yeah. So detailed scripts, but I'm very open. I really like the process of collaboration. I mean, I have some things that I I want to keep like the mood the the core values, of course, all the designs but but we are sending yeah, to all right. artists, like our visual bibles okay. uh, but then I like to be surprised uh, mm-hmm. by the artist because if you like if you show him that he's your prisoner and yeah. he needs to do what you want, then he won't have fun. And all the artists, like, yep. they, they they need to have fun. They need to have freedom, and then they can surprise you with something that you elevate. wouldn't come up with. Yeah. Even like elevate idea, yeah.
1: right? That's the, that's the. So,
3: but of course, you can. You need to keep balance because sometimes artists uh, can go somewhere else, uh, like beyond IP. Mm-hmm. And uh, first, we don't. Want to like? We want to be consistent, so we don't want that. And sometimes they have their own ideas, and they just don't fit with what I want to tell. So, so it's uh, it's about balance. But
2: uh, but I think we are giving a lot of freedom to to artists. We we are working. It's always a process. But um, you know, I also think we are awesome at coming covers of uh, you know. You mentioned fading memories, which. To me, is I think one of the most iconic ones we have in our let's say Witcher library. Um, same goes with the XOXO, which immediately like just catches your attention because when you think cyberpunk is not something you would entirely expect. But it, I think as as with every you know creative process we have on our side, it's always a collaboration. So you have to iterate to some extent, but you have to also give give um, a third party if some to some extent you know freedom artistic freedom because without that then it would it would never work
0: yeah kind of too many boundaries like i feel like they hamper creativity and yeah. you need that creativity for to sure. be there yeah. for them to create things but let's say in a certain area like yeah. like you said like having like a, a vision, like a a a course, vision yeah. and having like the you know the the brand let's say maybe not brand but having just like this, the guidelines the the bible in terms of like what happens and what doesn't happen in this world is like a it's yeah. like a must you know? Yeah and uh, staying on the topic of comic books you recently uh received the hugo award for uh, what big, well, <laughs> hugo award i
3: don't know big, that is, man. yeah 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 yeah
0: for big city dreams so yeah. you're the first person in poland to ever do it in history which is amazing like kudos to you but Thank how you. how did it feel like how did it feel did you feel like you 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 needed this recognition or you don't
3: eat it. You still do things because of just pure passion, creativity. Like yeah, you know, uh, it, it's cool to be better than Sapkowski and so. Lamb. <laughs> that's that's something. No, uh, I'm joking. But uh, of course, it's amazing to be uh, a uh, first person from Poland to receive this award, and then uh, it's a, it's a huge, huge privilege. But I remember one thing that I was uh, I was like few years back i was dreaming about one award mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. for many years and after 6 or 7 years of trying i received this award yeah. and and i felt nothing so from that time i'm like of course awards are great because they show you something but uh, they don't define you yeah they they don't define me and i think i you know what was the, the best about Hugo Award? That I came back to, to the hotel and I started writing another comic book. Nice. And I had like, but but thanks to that, I had like more energy to do it. Because I thought that, yeah. okay, it's uh, like, like, I received a lot of love from people from, from like... From CDPR, but also other people there during the WonderCon. So, so it was a lot of love and and a lot of energy, and I wanted to use it to to just be be more creative. So, it's important and it's super nice. Uh, but as you said uh, nicely, it, it doesn't define me. So, you know.
1: he started tra- writing the comic book about the biography mm-hmm. about yeah, being yes. the best, yeah. the best, the best writer in Poland. <laughs> It's like it started. The six best years ago when yeah. I yeah. <laughs> My
3: story starts when I won the award.
0: When I was young, I first started, <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah, and that's how it led me to to this point right now. Um, I want to kind of go back to uh, music, working with musicians. You said it's like one of those things that there were a lot of things that made it, some things that didn't make it. Mm-hmm. When did you have an idea to approach David Pochadu and go, because it's mm-hmm. like for maybe for people who are outside of Poland, that's not a big name for us. It's a huge name. It's a it person is. that my eight-year-old daughter knows and uh, my mother-in-law loves and she's 60 or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's like, it's a big span of of of, you know, different generations that love it. And then combining it with cyberpunk yep. and having him in the runners also. Mm-hmm. Like, when did that idea come to well, mind? We
2: started with the uh, runners and and uh, what is today known as "Let You Down," mm-hmm. the the, uh, the awesome theme song which David uh, did 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 for the show. we um, were at the stage for when uh, we were looking for the artist who, who would um, uh, who do the song for the end credits, and we basically started like researching, brainstorming. Have uh, as you said, David is a superstar here in Poland. Uh, What's I think. Clicked for us were, were many things at the same time. He's uh, to put it simply, he's very good at spe- uh, singing in English. He's um, his uh, discography at the time, and then he's like you know, he seemed he seemed and then proved to be super creative guy because he actually proposed a few tracks for runners. We picked one, not on, not because we didn't like the other ones, but this one specifically like you know matched the tone we wanted to we wanted to reach. Uh, and then that was a super success people loved it we were extremely happy uh, with it and we hope that you know helped also with david's recognition uh abroad with uh phantom liberty admittedly it was like my small dream to 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 follow up on that let you down awesome collaboration i felt that it would be awesome to invite david to um a spy themed song with yeah. heavy orchestra uh, for, uh as i was Pretty sure that he would do great, so so uh, we pitched the whole thing first internally. Of uh, and it was a labor of love. I mean, yeah. like the 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 pace at which the song came together is surprised, like even me. So I remember, like you know, hearing it for the first time, like just gives you chills because you have this whole spy thriller story in Phantom Liberty, uh, and this is like our own Bond theme song. Yeah, uh, which like lends has so that vibe difference. totally. So if yeah. you know the, how the Phantom <laughs> Liberty ends then when you see those and credits roll, this is just a, so like gives me gives me chills. So straight in the field. Thanks to thanks to David so yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's inc- incredible collaboration. Like you said, it's something that um I was also talking to PT Adamczyk about it um private and he's like, you know, we went to the studio and like every line he recorded, even a test line, it was something we could like totally take. It was perfect. It was clear. It was 100%. Like anything that he sang was just like a 10 out of 10. So it was like dream come true.
2: It's always like it always makes your life easier when, when both parties are sort of passionate about what they do. David is a huge gamer. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he luckily loves our games too. <laughs> uh, so, uh, for, uh, it's like we never had to like pitch anything to him. Mm-hmm. We just gave him sort of the story outline uh, and he very quickly like got it and then the collaboration with with PT and, and and Marcin came together very quickly. Uh, we had the song ready in no time. So, um, yeah. Just a labor of love, as I said. But what we said like before, what you said about
3: Run the Jewels, about the comics, about David Pochado, I think that's, that's the way we are trying to do things. So, you know, we have Phantom Liberty, a spy thriller, mm-hmm. and your idea was to, okay, then let's do a Bond opening theme. Mm-hmm. And it always needs to be like in the same an oe creative universe. yeah, uh,
2: and I think that's that's super cool. Yeah, and the, the best the, the, one of the best moments when with Phantom Liberty was actually when we were talking to David and uh, we were just like thinking what what should we name the song? It's just it's so awesome and then maybe we should pick out like an epic theme name for you know relating to them uh, from the story or something else. And then just like, why well, don't we name it just Phantom Liberty? And yeah, then immediately perfect. David was like, oh yeah. Hmm, I thought Golden Eye or Quantum <laughs> of <Solar>, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode.
1: But what's really the best, it wasn't just, a, a, as you said, yeah, like David was super passionate about that. Uh, and it's not just a business partnership, yeah. right? Yeah. It's more yeah. than that. Yeah. Uh, I felt like anytime I've seen him here, let's say, or whatever, there was like, this synergy yes. coming. It's not that. Chemistry. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like that. That He was so much engaged into it. Yes. And so much but it's passion. Natural, and, right? and it's it natural. was natural, right? And it was natural, yeah. Whenever he's in the
2: studio. I end up talking to him about like Baldur's Gate three and yeah. you know all the ga- whatever's happening in the gaming space, yeah. and then we just have to really focus to get to the. To the yeah, business. I remember
0: yeah. he was here for a recording. We talked about magic for like thirty minutes. His <laughs> manager had to stop us because we were talking about like magic all the time. Yes. <laughs> so it was yeah. like it yeah. was just incredible.
3: Yeah, but maybe uh, it's it, it will sound cheesy um, or maybe untrue, but I think that's also the 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 thing that uh, as I remembered all the artists and people we were working with like most of them are right now our friends i would say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like building this relationship mm-hmm. is, is also very important but so. in a natural
0: way yes. not building relationships yes. because we have business out of it but building them in a natural way yeah. Yep. yeah and you called, kind of touched upon in the beginning like where it where kind of do you draw the line when you're thinking about doing something for the sake of business, money, bottom line. I know this is important because you work in business development, so you need to be kind of bringing in the money. Mm -hmm. And where does it kind of work or maybe doesn't work with creativity? Just making cool things, making cool things for us that we would want as gamers and doing things for the community because they also appreciate it, like cool chairs, T-shirts, I don't know, cool collaborations of things that we can own, buy, yeah. figures, like there's a lot of things that you guys do. So is there a line somewhere that you're kind of like, oh, we're in, we won't be like, I know us as a, as a company, as the philosophy we, we have, we just don't do things for the sake of doing them only for money, but we do them be out of like raw passion and doing things that are cool for us as gamers. And also we f- feel that will be cool for the community sure. and for the um, gamers.
2: At the end of the day, I don't think maybe it's about the line, but it's more about the balance. Mm -hmm. Of um, you have to, of course, you know I have to. (laughs) At the end of the day, I think um, a lot if we are not losing money or something, Mm -hmm. Uh, but at the same time, we never do stuff just for the sake of doing making money because then we are just in a different sort of kind of company luckily so yeah um, however of course you know uh, however you know the the, the cool the, the collaboration is we, we're working you always have to think of it I mean that's just, just at the end of the day we're in the business of of, of, um, of uh, video games and we have to maintain our business in order to to bring more games to the market but uh, when you strike that balance then it's pretty easy to to um, to just to put it simply, I think make money out of your passion. So uh, if, uh, if you look at like cool secret lab chairs, then we wanted to have chairs. We found the best partner, what we thought is the best partner, we still think is yeah. <laughs> the best mar- partner in the market and then just the whenever there's a creative passion like uh, and then to do stuff to do cool stuff usually the business follows and the the money's there of um, of course you know the the video games and the are always the core of our business but but uh we try to make cool stuff too not for the sake of pure profit but also bringing cool stuff to the market and just, just expanding they, the franchise yeah, expanding like giving franchise.
0: visibility to the franchise to yeah. people who maybe are not gamers yes, like exactly you know you know there are people that might check out something and see like comic books for example they might be only into comic books and i'll be like wow these are really cool maybe i should actually play the game yeah. and check it out for the first time maybe i'm not a hardcore gamer but if i do it i will be like wow this is cool this kind of feeds into this, you know, soul thing that I found that inspired me or I just enjoyed to consume. So I'll, I'll
2: consume more of this stuff, yes. right? And as- runners, I think, is the project yeah. example. Yeah. yeah because uh, we, I think we, like, reached for the audience, which maybe no, was not unaware of Cyberpunk a, a, at all, but would not, like, for example, grab the game uh, had they not watched the show and just be uh, be hyped for it, so.
3: And sometimes, like what I remember is that our role is to earn money, but not like always billions. It's like we can earn something, and also, I think that what we understand is that money is not always the most important thing. What you said, like the expanding the franchise and quality these are things that are can bring people to our games and to our company, mm-hmm. and if we are not earning a lot of money with, uh, for example, comic books, but we are producing year by year like three or four co- high-quality comic books, then people like know that, okay, so CDPR is the company that gives you high quality. And I think it can be more important
2: yes. than money. Uh, I line. think
1: quality over quantity, definitely. Quality here always.
2: If you know, content is king in the end of the yeah, day. Exactly. So uh, as long as you provide fair offer to the gamers and to the to the consumers out there with proper quality, we were expected to deliver. They are willing to spend their money and just support you. So we really try to stay away from like you know all the predatory stuff of of course. But uh, uh, at the end of the day, we do have to like maintain our business. But from my experience, at least um, running our business is as long as you provide fair offer with high quality and a lot of content to the players they will support you so for years
3: you know that's why we with cyberpunk comic books and the runners we were always really careful about doing origin stories of the characters from the game mm-hmm. cuz characters from the game they have their amazing arcs in the game their arcs ended and and that's it and sometimes fans want to see okay but tell me the 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 origin story of this fan favorite character but but we are like trying to be careful about it because sometimes the thing that fans want may disappoint him when he yeah. sees it yes. in the end yeah. so we are trying to expand the world and like throw like little snippets about mm-hmm. like different informations about characters that they know so so it's it's never about like easy, money-grabbing fan service.
1: Yeah, but I actually love this direction because, you know, it fits so well also into the original Cyberpunk 2020 by Mike Pondsmith, mm-hmm. which is actually Night City and all the city around. It's all about people, play styles, different perspectives on things. And in my opinion, like, it fits really well. While, on the, um, while in The Witcher, let's say, you have super well-established Geralt and actually people expect more stories from it because... Yeah. Like so it is still coherent, so what you did guys with edge runners, right? There's there's one thing I would like to also pull, um, which is our uh Kickstarter campaigns. Uh that's interesting also because that brings so much also new people mm-hmm. Uh can you elaborate a little bit sure. more?
2: So um we are currently running at the moment of this recording the, <laughs> the uh GameFound campaign for the Witcher Path of Destiny. And then uh, this is an awesome board game, uh, which we, the second actually our board game, which we did with Go On Board. Uh, and I think the philosophy also, which we talked about here, applies very much here uh, for the fair. What we think is a fair value, we're trying to you know provide as much as much uh, awesome unlockable content uh, to the crowdfunding campaigns. It's always uh, easy, of course, to say that, "Hey, guy, you guys who have money, why are you running the, those 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 crowdfunding campaigns?" But at the end of the day, I do think it's not about. Uh, even raising money, but it's about engaging with your fans. It's uh, it's about running an awesome campaign where you know people who are following it are looking forward to to those unlockables and those stretch goals. We That's how ju- board games do it. Things. it is exactly it's organic. And we, I love the, even the, like the process of us thinking. Okay, what's the next stretch goal we can yeah. we can think of? And then we just love to see that people are engaging with this. So they they are you know they are they are super happy with you know every coin or you know better quality card or you know uh, more stories we are throwing to the to to, to the package. And then I. Like I pledged like the the, the uh make like the biggest pledge for the for the old world and I still remember the uh the moment where I saw the 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 whole package for the old world it was just it barely like fit in my car even <laughs> like, well, there were so many elements. So that's, that's super fulfilling I mean for even for people to to then react on social media when they are getting their uh, the, their packages so so that's super cool um, and he's driving glory
1: so. yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that yeah. thing was a monster I remember yeah. like yes. all the expansions yes almost. it was just it uh, was white the thing yeah? it was huge it was yeah. huge, yeah. Yeah. huge. Bro, there is also behind all this, there's this legal part. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Without yeah. our legal, we be, are nothing.
2: Because,
0: <laughs> because you said, actually, which is, which is interesting, that there are some things that are kind of gray areas in the mm-hmm. industry. And sometimes the gray areas try to take things mm-hmm. that we do or some visuals that we have... Yes. And yes. try to spin it their way. Of course, and you know it's like this visual association, like you know, you know the stylistics of The Witcher or for Cyberpunk, and then you see something like a shady game or some merch that is uh, you you would not put your name on. Like you need to work very closely with the
2: legal team. Yes, we do. Yeah. We do. We do work with the legal team on every aspect of our business, but um, this area you mentioned is of course important to us because while we encourage our fans to do fan made content. Uh, for, uh, sort of engage with whatever we do, uh, there is a line where the the moment people start making money off of our stuff, mm-hmm. without our permission, which just sometimes strikes you as obvious, then we have to act. Because, uh, well, we have to protect our IP, but also it's just not cool, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you if you steal someone's uh, yeah. someone's hard work, uh, and we have a lot of devs who poured their hard work into into this game, and then we see this being uh, like monetized elsewhere, then then it's 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 not great. But uh, luckily, you know, our legal team is, is awesome. Um, they are, uh, the they people are the best. They are the business. Yes. Nice. They asked us to and say it otherwise. Nice. <laughs> no, no. Seriously, they—they are the That's best. What, what I loved about them, especially what I love—love about them every day—is that they have a very pro-business attitude. They are not just like sad people in suits yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, telling us what we can. I don't think I saw can,
0: anyone from legal from 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 our company in a suit unless they're actually going to court for something. But, yes. but apart from that, they're very like chill. Yes, yes. Yeah, they <laughs> are. They are,
2: they, they are super cool. So, so they are. Re- they really understand the core values. They're gamers. Actually, they are gamers so. They're gamers. Gamers. Like we all, They're all gamers, uh, so so um, it's very easy to even like blend the you know. I try to understand as many as many like legal aspects of our business as possible. They try to understand the the, the majority of business aspects we are uh, we are applying every day. So uh, working with them is. is but also, awesome. what's
3: amazing, I feel that they understand art, and that's yes. and that's so cool. I, mean, I, I they they are all people that that. Uh, watch stuff, read stuff, uh, talking to them is is amazing, and then uh, working on contracts is okay. I, I I won't say it's it's super cool, uh, but because uh, it's sometimes tiring. But, but they make but, it easier. But it, <laughs> they, they make it easier, and it's always uh, uh, fun. yeah. so that's that's cool. So big shout out to our legal team. Yep. You have a very like
0: uh, interesting and diverse team because there's there's a mixture of of people who focus solely on, on business. There's a legal team. There are people who are, like Stibor who I consider an artist and like a very like creative mind in terms of like, you know, you know, working hands hands-on kind of like and I kind of wanted to 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 com- like compare here, like where the where is there like a line where or where do you guys come in in terms of like okay we're working on a title, working on a game. When does business development counteract with game development because you're developing two things, mm-hmm. which play into one thing but you're kind of doing something different apart from maybe music, which is already going straight into the game. But then you're kind of doing things around, let's say, the title. Or like I said previously, you're building the
2: franchise. Yes, so... Um first of course there are some like obvious touch points where wherever we want to do whenever we want to do something in the game, then we have to like go straight to the devs uh, of whether that's uh licensing some music, whether that's uh, including a Porsche, whether that's including Keanu Reeves or, <laughs> or or anyone else in the game, then of course we have to be in a very close dialogue with with the game devs. And uh without that then we just cannot set realistic goals for ourselves in the contracts and if it's like business stuff. When it comes to around the game, then um, we are, you know, we are we are responsible for the, among other things, um, for the sales uh, and how we position our games on the uh, on the platforms and so what value we want to propose and how we sort of structure all that stuff. Uh, so being in touch with the uh, game dev, uh, with the game dev part of the company, understanding where that value is. Always helps you to 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 like structure this this offering to the to the gamers, which is something we have to do every day. Plan our publishing. Um, so yeah, that's that's just a super important.
0: Yeah. Also, you guys collaborate with artists, um, so the visuals, yes. of course, are are on point and they kind of are hitting what we define as how the art should be when it comes to The Witcher or when it comes to Cyberpunk. But also other teams. So Absolutely. this is like a like a full on collaboration where both parties have a you know a perfect look into what all of you are doing Absolutely. if it actually fits and works because it might work for you from a business perspective, but it also needs to work from a stylistic perspective, Absolutely. which I think we defined it very early in the beginning here. Once we started talking, that you know it is something that is important for us. Absolutely, yeah. it is. And yeah.
2: whenever you know there is a need from within like the game dev uh, game uh, from the devs to either license something. Contract someone, then they 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 usually come straight to us, and we're nice. happy to help. So, awesome. yeah,
1: actually, the great thing about this collaboration is that it's not that uh, mm, that it's like a client-provider kind of relationship, mm-hmm. but we constantly like Talk, talking. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. you, you actually understand this the the let's say the the sense of why mm-hmm. when it comes to the project, which is the principles that, that Szybor mentioned before. It's not that we're only ma- meeting on some kind of gates, but mm-hmm. I, I think I, I bounce back with you like every week, like I, something. I think a good <laughs> example,
2: Seba, of our like yeah. collaboration is Jelly. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, And the sync technology, yeah. which we licensed for, yeah, uh, yeah. for Cyberpunk. And then uh, back then, I mean, it still is today, but uh, it's just state-of-the-art and I had to work very closely with Seba to... To sort of not only reach out to those guys uh, for, from from Toronto, so like huge shout out to Jelly, but uh, but also like you know talk them into <laughs> working with us. Uh, and again, ended up being uh, also a labor of love. Like, honestly, it it, will, awesome it is stuff.
1: a benchmark when it comes to let's say uh, f- for me at least, uh, because I remember uh, even Adam, uh, yeah. right? Butas uh, he, he told me that so. This collaboration uh, with third parties uh, uh, regarding the tech never worked. Mm -hmm. So, like, and I I actually challenged us so much. Yeah, so we're going to show you, kind of, right? And it worked so well. And Jolly is doing so well right now. Uh, I'm so happy for all these people there, too. Uh, Yeah, it was super successful. uh, And, yeah, it was a pleasure. Uh, Actually, it was really awesome. So, yeah, so, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Uh, more to come.
3: <laughs>
0: good, <laughs> good, good. I like that. I like uh, that drive.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, uh, guys. Uh, I think there's there's something that everyone waits also always is just your like core lessons learned. Yeah. Uh, I would love to hear it. Like, and it can be you know it's that it doesn't have to shine. Uh, it can be also some dirt behind us. Can be ah. good,
0: bad. It can be things that you thought were going to work out. They never work fight out with
1: Sebastian Callemba.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's he's bigger sure. than you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, but you have the Lesson biggest. Learned. You have the biggest calf <laughs> in the gym. That's true. Is <laughs> <laughs> it basketball cough.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I only have cliche ones, but maybe they're worth mentioning anyway. I mean, first for me from the past few years is that you are nothing without your team, uh, and then people who are Aww. your peers, subordinates. <laughs> <laughs> um, they just you know the 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 you just can do stuff on your own for for god knows how long. Secondly, of course, you know the the. For the most recent years, we obviously suffered the bumpy launch for Cyberpunk 2077, and then it was a hard lesson also for me, of course, uh, to like personally. But seeing all the sentiment in the past few months actually was was an awesome experience because it's also proved that hard work also pays out, always pays off. And then even uh, even though it took a while, then uh, it was all worth it to to like see this this sentiment change and people falling in love with the game uh, all over again. And then finally, quality. Is always the most important part of our business.
3: Yeah, but quality. I would add that you have quality because of risks you take. And I think mm-hmm. what what's very important for me, what I learned, is that you should risk a lot. Yeah. Uh, don't be afraid of taking risks. Don't be don't be afraid because edge runners. It was a, a huge risk. I remember a lot of The Witcher or cyberpunk comic, the Big City Dreams comic book that won Hugo Award. It was a risk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, like, I had moments that I thought maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe I should just hire a my life. A, a, <laughs> a, a, a great uh, inker from Marvel Comics and do just nice looking thing. But then I thought, no, no, no. I I, I need to try. Maybe I will. I will. I will have to to uh, look for another job soon. But. <laughs> Let's let's take this risk. <laughs> not and, yet. <laughs> not yet. And so, so I think that's uh, that's very important to to risk. And to risk you also have to like have people around you that, mm-hmm. that, that that will take care of you when you are doubting. And uh like I doubt a lot. So so
1: uh, I love
3: so this. I so so yeah, so I need help and, and uh we have like a really great room of people from bizdev and from legal so that's uh that's super cool perfect perfect i think it's the it's the
0: best the best way to, to round it out this episode yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: thanks a lot guys yeah thanks. thank you guys thanks thanks so ridiculous. much. Thanks a lot for tuning in to this episode of Answered Podcast as we were expanding the perspective of what we do here at CD Grad.
0: And as always, don't forget to comment, like and subscribe, all that jazz and let us know what you're thinking about the episodes and who you would like to see in the next one. And of course, we'll see you in the next
2: one.